Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We are back, Dr. Daniels, and we got a great one today. Our topic today is sex. And they always say sex sales. So I'm, I'm, expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting this to be a big topic. Because, you know, the, the one of our most famous podcast episodes that we've ever done, most listened to and watched, was when that pastor accidentally had his sex tape leaked. Mm-hmm. And boy, everybody and their mama wanted to hear about that one and wanted to watch that one. So I'm, I'm expecting this one to be on the same level of that because we're about to give a lot of married people around here like some freedom to get their freak on. Well, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're right. Uh, we and, and I think it's important, though, you know, that people who are married, I'm not saying they don't do it anyway. Right. You know, but I think it's important for people who are married to um, recognize, you know, that God is a God that understands pleasure. Right. And, and that and that he gave us that pleasurable experience for a reason. And I think that oftentimes, you know, even, you know, Bible uh, counselors, they don't always, as they're counseling people, help them to understand and appreciate the, the value of intimacy. They don't oftentimes help them to understand there's a difference between sexual, sexual activity and intimacy. And, 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 that they, and, and the Bible does separate them into two distinct places. And so I think it's important for people to understand you know, what they are, why God presented them that way, and how we should um, use that for the betterment of our relationships, our marital relationships, I should say. Yeah. So let's just dive right into it. So what is off limits for a married couple in the bedroom? Well, um, I, 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 the Bible doesn't say it in that light. So let's, right. if you don't mind, let's go back and, 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 and look at, well, what it is we're talking about. Right. Okay. So, because oftentimes when you talk about the bedroom, the first thing people think about is sex, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and to me, that's a very narrow view. It's a very narrow way to look at things. If, if you look at it from the standpoint of the, the, the physiological body, of course, um, sexual activity is a part of God's plan, right? And we know that because the Bible says in Genesis, uh, in, the, in chapter, first chapter, that, that we are designed to be fruitful and to multiply. So a, a, the, the, the primary purpose of sex is procreation. Right. It's so, you know, you could have children and, you know, so forth and so forth and so on. Um, but we also have to note that um, intimacy and sex are not the same thing, even though they can um, intersect, right. right? You can have sex without intimacy. That's a fact. Right. And you can have intimacy without sex, yep. right? And so the, 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 the sexual part of it does not draw a couple together uh, for a lasting long time. So when we, we talk about the, the, the bedroom in a married couple, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I don't really equate it to sex because I don't think intimacy starts in the bedroom. You know, I think that's the problem, that, that we like to think of intimacy as starting in the bedroom and that's not where it should start at, you know. Um, and there, there are two aspects to it, too. You know, there's, there's sex, there's intimacy, and then there's the, the intersection. For example, in 1 Corinthians, the Bible talks about um, sex and intimacy and how the two intersect, right? 
it talks about um, that if one party is seeking sex, because let me say this, um, I've been around for a long time. Let me say this, <laughs> I've started out for a long time. And I've been counseling for a long time. And in my counseling world, here's what I found out, that women are less prone to sex and more prone to intimacy. Men are more prone to sex and less prone to intimacy. And the problem becomes because a woman wants intimacy and a man wants sex, that oftentimes the two of them don't necessarily connect, right? Mm -hmm. So if all I'm seeking is sex and she's seeking is intimacy, we have a problem. And so that's why in Corinthians, the Bible says that I have to understand that my body does not belong to me and my wife's body does not belong to her. But in fact, my body belongs to my wife and my wife's body belongs to me. And so the scripture says that we should not withhold ourselves from one another, except when one of us or both of us are fasting and praying. And the reason being is because we're trying to devote everything to God, right? right. And not to each other. So that's, but see, and, and, and that, that's revolving around sex. That's not revolving around intimacy. Because like you said, that's why I say, when you raise the question, well, what's off limits? Well, if, if we're just talking about sex, then uh, a person may want 90% of things to be off limits, right? right. <clears throat> if you're talking intimacy, it changes. I think the first question is where we have to understand who our body belongs to, right? So right. if my body belongs to my wife, then what's off limits? Because if it belongs to her, right. then shouldn't she have a right to do with it what she wants? Right. Right? Right. And if my body, if her body belongs to me, the, the same thing ought to be reciprocated, right? Right. Shouldn't have a right to do with it what it, what it belongs. So that, that takes away that, that use of the body as a weapon. Right. You know, like some folk, some people will, because we are angry now, you know, uh, you sleep on one side of the bed, you know, or put the pillows between you and this kind of thing. Right. If we go with that scripture, that means you got to move the pillows out of the way. Right. Right. And, and so that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it in that vein because I don't want people, I want people to understand the difference between just the physical lack and the emotional and intellectual lack. Right. Because the, because the pillow talk is very important. Just to really just sitting there and talking about nothing, you know, just being together, you know, and you're, I, you're right. A lot of men don't want to do that. Like, okay, look, when are we going to get this thing popping, you know, but if once you realize the importance of intimacy, it, 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 it enhances the sex, you know? So it's like, and without it, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. You could tell the difference with somebody's, you know, punching the clock versus they're actually into it. Well, you know, and, and, and I like to think of it this way. Um, intimacy begins at the moment I open my eyes, right? Because um, women have, women prefer men. This has been my, my, my counseling experience. Women prefer men that make them feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then that means that if, if I, if I want to, I want enhance um, uh, our relationship, I, I need to make my spouse feel good about who she is. And that's not just a in the bedroom act, right? right. 
that that's a, when we when you get out when you wake up act and 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 how you approach that person at that time and how you make them feel a, about themselves when they wake up. That's about even when I leave the house, you know, to let that person know that even though I'm gone, my mind will still be on you, you, you know. And that's even when I'm out there, you know, doing with a working or whatever. Let me still, you know, keep it in contact and let you know that I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you. And, I, you know, the, the little things that you do mean a lot to me. You know, it's that all that is intimacy because intimacy is just what it says is the becoming close. Right. right. So if intimacy is becoming close, then the, the, the idea is to get close in the mind before you get close physically. And I think the problem is that oftentimes guys want to get close physically before they want to get close mentally. And so if I can get close mentally with you, intellectually with you, and, 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 and elevate how you feel about who you are, then that's going to change things when we get back to the bedroom as husband and wife, right? Right. And, and so then that, that kind of helps us get to that point where, um, again, like, it, like Hebrews points out, right, that the marriage bed is undefiled, Okay. And if the marriage bed is undefiled, that would suggest then that what my body belongs to you, your body belongs to me and we are married. And so therefore there is nothing that's off limits because whatever happens on the marriage bed is about the pleasuring of one another. And that pleasuring of one another, it it, it starts not just when the doors are closed, you know, and the lights are dim and Barry White is on the radio. (laughs) Right. Right. It's a little more than that. Right. So what's the what's the first steps the the male or female can take? Um, they've recognized that the the, the fire isn't all the way out, mm-hmm. but it's it's barely lit. Mm-hmm. You know how to get it back flowing, pretty nice steady flame. Um, how do we get that back? Well, I, you know, I think the first thing is the recognition that sex and intimacy are not necessarily the same. Because when you initially, you know, we, we are, we are thriving on lust, right? And, right? and so lust doesn't need a whole lot of intimacy. Uh, but, but after a period of time, we have to recognize that. So when we, if, once you recognize that, the thing now is to go back and say, well, hey, listen, um, how do we transform ourselves from being just a lustful couple to being a couple that is sharing true intimacy, you know? is really enjoying uh, time spent together, you know, uh, because um, we are mammals and mammals enjoy con- human contact, right. right? And so that's a part of intimacy. Um, you know, do you hold hands when you go out in public anymore? Right. You know, do you sit close together when you're watching TV? Are you doing those kind of things? that, that create that human connection in, you know, anymore that people sometimes forget to do or just stop doing, you know, period, uh, those kind of things, you know what? Um, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to tell the guys how to be players cause you know, you got to get your own playbook. Right. But, um, simple things. If you I, 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 I ask the guy, when is the last time you gently brushed your wife's hair? But think about it, right? right? Think about nature. We are mammals. We are closely aligned to the family, you know, of, of, of primates, right? Right. Well, how do primates become close? They groom one another, another. Yep. right? They sit together and they groom one another, right? 
And so there's, there's, an innate, there's something innate within us that finds that erotic, you know. Right. But, but we get away from that, you know. We kind of act like, um, uh, um, uh, what, what do you call them animals that slide on the ground? Um, gosh, I'm going a mental blank. Yeah. Snakes? I know, but what, the, the general term for snakes and lizards and folk like reptiles. Reptiles. We, we kind of act like reptiles, which is, you know, hit it, quit it, move on. Right. right. But, but there's no intimacy with reptiles, with this intimacy with, with, with primates. Right. But I'm just thinking about, okay, when, when, when was the last time you, you've noticed, you know, your friends are probably going to take this, but, you know, the reality is men don't groom their wives. There's no gently brushing of the hair, right. you know, that kind of thing. Right. You know, we know that women love massages. Right. I mean, some men do too, but we, we, you know, because you know what they really love? The human touch. Right. It's that, it's that gentle caressing and that human touch. And, and, and we don't do that, but that's intimacy. And so when, when the Bible is talking about the baby being undefiled, it's talking about all that kind of stuff and, and all that kind of intimacy that goes into uh, making the mind find pleasure in more than just one thing, you know, because it's simple. <clears throat> I don't care how much you love riding bicycles. After a while, if you ride it on the same place at the same time every day, it gets boring. <clears throat> it's boring. Yep. Right. So you got to find a new path. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You got to find a new trail or something. Right. And, and it's, it's the same thing, you know. And so I, that's why, um, you know, we often look at the Bible as being boring. If, if you want to find what intimacy is like in the Bible, then Song of Solomon is the book as the, that's, that's the guide to be, to be, to be utilized as, as, as how husband and wife should interact in an intimate relationship. That, that's it right there. Right. If, if you started that one, that's, you can, you can throw the player book in, in the trash can right. and pick that one up and boom, that's it right there. So, all right. So you gave us the game plan on how to create, intimacy. And you also talked about how to keep it there, right? Just, you know, you know, when it starts to get stale, recognize it, then switch, switch it up a little bit, you know, get a new path, you know, try something different. Mm-hmm. So, and now trying something different, like you said, um, in the sex category that's undefiled. So y'all can read between the lines on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so now with the, now let me say this right quick. Now, when I say try something different, I don't necessarily mean Try something different sexually. I know. I, know I, I mean, try some. I, I, I'm I'm saying that there's some things that don't go out of style, which is human touch, right? And that's what I'm talking about. Just human touch, right? You know, just so you can reconnect with people. Yeah, it did because I know. And when I read the, um, me and my wife read the book, uh, the Five Love Love Languages, mm-hmm. and my love language was touch. Mm-hmm. You know, and and her her love language was acts of service. Mm-hmm. So. But so when we, when she saw that instantly, she said, okay, now I have to, that she would purposely like just touch my arm or, you know, put, you know, like get close to me. Cause she saw that I was my mm-hmm. love language. If mm-hmm. I was doing something, if I had a bad day, she knew what, you know, touch mm-hmm. was the thing that would like snap me out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I, I do highly suggest, you know, uh, couples get that book. It was, it was very helpful. Um, so what can we do, Doctor Daniels, to take things our relationship to the next level? Let's say we're already we're intimate, and we really don't 
have issues in the in the bedroom per se, mm-hmm. how do we take it to another level, like intellectually? Like if we are good intimacy, like our, our intimate level is pretty good, but how do we get to the next level to the take us well, from well, thirty see. years old right. to like when you're seventy? Right. You know, now you, your intimate level's got to be pretty good. No, I, I got you, but I'm just saying that sounds good in theory, mm-hmm. but it actually is the reverse in practicality. Okay, and here's what I'm saying. What makes a person feel intimate when they first meet is not the same as what makes them feel intimate <laughs> 20 years down the road. road. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. So that, that, that it's, like I say, it sounds good when people say, well, we do this and we do that. Well, okay, uh, I hear you saying it, but just because you say it don't necessarily mean it's accurate. You know, um, and I, you know, I don't necessarily like to use um, secular examples, but I'm going to throw this one in just for folk. Um, <laughs> Uh, Maslow developed what they, he called a hierarchy of needs. Okay. And that basic need is, you know, food, water, shelter, you know, so forth and so on. And at the top of the ladder is self-actualization. Okay. Now you can use that same pyramid to look at intimacy. Okay. Is that when you first start out, it is simple, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. But the, the, the ultimate goal is to get a person to self-actualization. See, intimacy is not just how you touch me. Intimacy is not just how you hold me. Intimacy is how you make me feel. The other things are the methodologies that you use to help me feel a certain way. And so there are different things that you're going to do. It could be softly brushing my hair. It could be kissing somebody on the cheek. It could be, you know, giving them a nice neck massage. But the ultimate goal of intimacy is for our minds to meet and mold together, right? Think about what the Bible says, and the two shall become one. one. The only way we can become one is if our minds are linked together, right? And so what that says then is that, again, intimacy means what? We become so close together that we, it's almost like we're, we, we cannot be separated. So that means if I can help you get to where you are self-actualized, right? That's when we will have reached that peak of intimacy. And self-actualization is the highest rung on the ladder because all of us have an idea about what we would want to be if we were given the perfect opportunity at the perfect time, at the perfect place, and all that kind of stuff. Now, if I'm going to reach that level of intimacy with you, that means I have to get you there intellectually. Right. And if, if I don't do that, then I've never, I got some more levels to be climbed. So just, just, just because a person says to me, um, well, but we, we have a great relationship in the bed. If you tell, if a person tells me that my first thought is, okay, you got deficiencies then. Because your thinking is the bedroom is where the action should be occurring. Right. And that's not it, right? Think about it. Let's use a sports terminology, okay? For example, you don't, you don't know you've won the game and been the best team just because you have a higher score. However, a higher score allows you to say we are good. Right. But you know that that ain't it all. That ain't it. 
Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you still got it. It's the offense. It's the defense. It's the driving down. It's all that stuff that puts you in a position to go across the line. Right. Because you didn't get the ball on the one foot line. Right. right, right. <laughs> you got the ball on a 20 yard line right. and you had to get down the field. So if, if you gauge it by what happens in the bed, all, what you're saying is that we made a touchdown and that's it. That's all. That's the only way you're gauging the team is we made a touchdown. Right. No, but that ain't how you gauge a team. The team is gauged on how they played. See, intimacy is about how you played as well as getting the touchdown. The bed is the last place. That's the, that is the going over the goal line, so to speak. Uh, but see, if we gauge it on the bed, then we're always saying is how was the sex, right? And that's 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 not necessarily it. I can be stroking your arm, I can be giving you a massage, I can be doing all that stuff, but you are miserable on your job. Mm-hmm. And if you're miserable on your job, it's going to also show up in the bedroom, mm-hmm. right? Right. But if I'm helping you to to fulfill your, your desired purpose in life. Okay. If I'm helping you to fulfill your purpose in life, if we're connecting based on purpose, all that's going to translate and it's going to come to a crescendo in the bedroom. Right. Because you're feeling good all day long. You're not feeling good because you got home and you were just wiped out tired and I gave you a massage. If you came home wiped out tired and I give you a massage, you're closing your eyes and going to sleep. sleep. Right. And you'll yeah. be refreshed the next day and you're going to feel great. You're going to be pleased. You're going to be thankful. You know, husband did a wonderful thing. But if I help you get where you want to be on your job and you're excited about that and all those other things keep lining up, you know, lining up. And when you come home, it's going to be fireworks. Even while you in there frying up my chicken, right? And while you frying cooking, cooking my mashed potatoes, <laughs> right? You know, and that's what I'm saying when I when see when we think of intimacy, we 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 tend to look at it from a narrow standpoint. And that's why I'm saying Song of Solomon. I got to tell you, I mean, I, and I'm not taking anything you know being away from the other authors and all those other folk, but my point is simple: they didn't make man; God did, right? Right. And if, if Song of Solomon gives you a clear reference point to say, this is intimacy, right? then why go other places? And see, Song of Solomon doesn't take the narrow point viewpoint. It takes the, it takes the holistic viewpoint right. that, that intimacy is about how I help you perceive yourself in the world. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and that's why this woman said, I love this man so much. She said, because... I saw myself one way and he allowed me to see myself a whole different way. Right. You know, I thought I was ugly and he told, he made me feel like I was the most beautiful woman in the world and, and, and vice versa. And, and that's what true intimacy does for you. Right. It allows people to see themselves the way God created them to be seen. And to go on, go back, um, when you made the football reference and for the guys that understand, remember last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their first part of the year, I think they went like 8-0. Mm-hmm. And they was winning games. But everybody kept, you know, the, the real experts kept saying something is not right with this team. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're still 8-0. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right. Just like how you said, we got the touchdown. So mm-hmm. if you get into the bedroom and 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 doing the do, you say, well, well, I'm I'm scoring. I'm scoring. I'm getting touchdowns. I'm, I'm getting touchdowns. But then all of a sudden, what happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting in that, is they didn't change anything. They thought it was a fluke. And look at them now. And now they're talking about it as the end of an era. But that end of an era started 
last year around week 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. And so what you got to really look at when you take that analogy, look at, look at what's happening in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything could be going good, but is there little holes and little weak spots you need to shore up? And that's what you're talking about with intimacy. Like if you focus on the intimacy, which is the, if you create that foundation, you got something always to fall back on. Well, I, I, I can take a step further. If you focus on the process, mm. you will always score. Right. There you go. Right. <laughs> right? See, see, and that's the thing. If you focus on scoring, and that's what people do. Right. They focus on scoring. No, don't focus Get on scoring. <laughs> right. Focus on the process. Right. And, and and getting first downs, first downs. See, that's 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 how I look at intimacy. So uh, don't focus on what you're going to do when you get in the bed at night. Focus on what you're going to do during the day to make the person feel good about who they are. Right. That's what you focus on. If you focus on that all day long, then you will make a touchdown. Right. You know, if you focus on that all day long, you probably get a field goal during dinner time. (laughs) So if you keep focusing on that. You know, it, that, that's, I think that's the, what we had to look at. And that's why, I'm, again, that's why I go back to Song of Solomon. It's because if you focus on that aspect of it, not, a, not focusing on what we're going to do when we get in the bed, right. but focus on how am I going to make you feel, you know, all day long, the next day. How am I going to create in you an intellectual being that views themselves as being so worth and so valuable? You know, to me as an individual, right. Right. you know, th- there's a song um, that I, your generation has no clue about because you're just, you know, so much younger than me by the Dales. Right. That says simply stay S-T-A-Y. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know the song you're talking right. about. All right. <laughs> and what he said to her is simple. He says, girl, you know what? I can't live without you. Right. I mean, and that that song, as he's begging, I can he, he's making this woman feel like. You are the most important thing in my life. He says to her in a sense that no matter what my day is like, when I see you, everything just disappears and, and I feel like I'm the greatest man in the world. Right. And, and, and that's how we ought to be trying to treat both people in the relationship. The husband should be trying to make sure the wife feels that way, that you know what? you're the best person in the world and vice versa. Right. And, and if that happens, if both people are focused that way, everything falls into place. And that's why I'm saying people need to understand sex is not necessarily intimacy. Intimacy is not necessarily sex. But if you get the imp- intimacy, imp- intimacy, if you focus on that, you will have the best physical relationship you could ever dream of. You know, the, the interesting thing, you mentioned the Dales and, and it took me back to when my dad used to had the cassette tape when he recorded the quiet storm, mm-hmm. when he would come back home here. And the, most of that was all the lead up. Mm-hmm. The whole, the song was the lead up to the, you know, but you listen to music now, it's all about the actual doing the do. Mm-hmm. When did, when did society change from, like just sex and that the whole intimacy thing for the dating and the courting and, and, Oh, I love you. And it, romance. Like, the romance of things. And it right. just like, we don't have that anymore. It, it, you know, I, I, I don't know what 
caused the change. I, you know, I really don't. I, you know, I haven't done done any, any serious studying, but I do know in my generation, I have seen the change. You know, from from those guys that were um, focused on romance mm-hmm. and and guys that when you grow to, let me see how many women I can have. You right. know, as that's kind of thing. Uh, and so I, I don't have that. Unfortunately, I, I don't have an answer to that one. Um, I, I I just think that, you know, romance um, in a relationship should never stop. Right. You, you know, that that idea that I'm going to make you feel like you are the most important person in my world should never stop. And if you keep doing that, if everyone is focused that way, it that that's when the two become one. That's what locks you in. Right. That's when you at work just can't wait to come home because that person is who you want to be around. People don't want to come home because the person they're coming home to, they don't want to be around. <laughs> right. That person ain't making them feel like they're the most important person in the I, world. I had a guy tell me one time, he said, when you get off work, don't, don't ever go straight home, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So your wife ain't ever like worrying you to be at home because you never started to come straight home. I was like, that's the dumbest advice. Like I'm ready to go home. Well, yeah, and, and there are, there are many people that that. Here's the other thing. Let me say this to to our folks, just so you get it straight. If a person that you are married to doesn't want to come home, don't blame the person. Give them a reason to want to come home. Right. When you blame the person for not coming home, you give them a reason to keep staying Same. out. Yep. Right. Because now we have an antagonistic relationship. You know, and 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 that's the key to me, right? So again, I get what you say because I know guys like that too. But it, 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 but I, I I know why they say that because <laughs> their thinking is, if I make her miss me, right, then it'll change things and right. she'll she'll go ahead and tighten up a little bit and she'll start getting some good meals on the table. She'll start keeping the house clean. She'll get the kids in check, you know. But, right. but it does. See, it has a reverse effect. It has exactly. a reverse effect. But but I, I just caution you, and women and the guys, same same thing. Guys, if your girlfriend, is your excuse me, not your wife, your wife, because if you ain't married, you ain't got no business dealing with the bedroom with her. Okay, let me say that up front. All right, but if it's your wife and your wife is hanging out with her girls at the club a lot, you know, you know, and and you mad because she ain't home, the, the the problem is not your wife. The problem is you haven't made the home the place that she wants to be. Right. So that's what your job is. Help her become self-actualized. She'll want to be with you because everyone wants to be with people that make them feel good about themselves. Yep. And that's just the bottom line. Ladies, it's the same thing. If you can't keep, keep your husband at home, if you want to watch the game, you know, with the fellows all the time, it's because you haven't made the home the place that he wants to watch the games at. Right. That's it. All you got to do is make that, make that, that, that man cave the kind of place that he just dying to get home to. Right. You know? And 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 he and believe you me. Now he might invite a few friends over once in a while, but he'll be right there with you the whole time. And as a matter of fact, you can become his best friend as far as you know games and things like that. You know, yeah. And that's what you do. And see again, see that's what when I'm talking about intimacy. That's what I'm talking about. Right. It ain't just about what I do, what we do in the bedroom. I can be intimate at the football game. Right. You know, because we're locking in together at the football game. You know, we're, you know, it's all those kind of things on the roller coaster, whatever. Right. You know, that's what I mean when I say intimacy. 
Um, and, and, and if you do intimacy, you, like you say, you'll get your field goal mm-hmm. in the car coming home and then you get your touchdown <laughs> <laughs> when, when, you, when you get home. Yeah. Well, anything you'd like to bring anything before us before we uh, close out? I think we kind of took it around, around the world this time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all so much for listening and watching. Hey, please hit the like and subscribe button and hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube so you get notified when we drop these good episodes. Thank y'all so much. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.